But you see, wasn't the one who started Before the whole motherfucking world went retarded They say you can't say that I don't give a fuck, they out the minds And they fat as fuck, yeah I don't know where I'm going But I'm not gonna slow down Just yet, dancing alone in the rain And I'm not wet Cause you can't see me with that mask on your face, bitch Imagination Rabbit Podcast. Uh, sorry, I haven't made an episode in a couple days. I've been jamming on development. So, Imagination Rabbit, uh, we have Nightmare Puppeteer on Steam. It's a game that makes animations. And I don't think there's anything else like it in the world. It's really fucking weird. But, um, so when you're working on it, it's kind of half game development, kind of half, like, development, I guess, like software, because it's kind of half-half, right? But, um... Yeah, it's it's like those days like working on development, fixing bugs, adding new features and like days just fly by, especially if you're trying to update it and like, yeah, like add new features or like, oh, I'm just going to implement this new thing. And, you know, maybe it's the beginning of your workday and you're like, OK, so I'll finish by this time and then I'll record a podcast or do something and then, you know, a bug pops up you try to solve something and then before you know it you're not done trying to fix stuff or you get an idea for another feature and you start working on that or some other bug pops up and you have to fix that. And then before you know it, the day's over, you didn't do your podcast or whatever. And then the next day, same thing happens. You're just, you know, doing this, doing that. And I mean, that's like the fun of development for me is to discover things both when you're developing it and also when you're using it. And something that took me a lot of time on the on the last update that I just updated to Steam right now was that I added experimental MIDI input support. So you can use MIDI devices. And right now it just supports uh, an Akai L- LPD-8 and an Akai MKP- MPK Mini. But it's not official or anything, but it works. But I didn't put it in the manual. Anyway, um, there were a couple questions in the Discord for Imagination Rabbit. If you're not in the Discord, it's... The categories, the stuff in it is growing all the time. Um, so yeah, let's go check out the podcast questions. And because I don't think something. So uh Scar Muse asks another question. Do 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 paranormal UFO strange situations in your life that inspired parts of your films. Uh that's a big question, man. I'll just say one, because there's many. I had this experience in Berlin, Deutschland, where uh, I've had, yeah, I've had a lot of -of out-of-body experiences in my life, both while I was awake and conscious, like when I was a little kid, I remember going to Disneyland, it was weird, it only happened at Disneyland, and then this place called Bullwinkles, which was like Chuck E. Cheese, so you know, that's like a Five Nights at Freddy's fucking place with animatronics, and in both of those, I was awake, you know, I was walking around, And my fucking, my perspective, my point of view was up above my head and behind myself. So I was like walking around, but I was above myself looking down on the top of my own head. 
um, in Disneyland and then in Bullwinkles, like watching animatronics. And then I was probably watching animatronics in Disneyland too. Um, but I've had ones during dreams or sleep too, where I'm out of my body flying around, like in the physical space I'm actually in at the time, you know, like you fall asleep and then you kind of wake up and you're like a ghost, like flying around the space. But, um, in the 2012 animated feature film, Heartstring Marionette, there's a thing where the kid says, or someone says it was dark, but there were no shadows. Um, and that's just a little thing, but that's like that time I was, I was in Berlin and I woke up and I saw myself lying on this, on the bed. And it was like, when you in that weird zone, like, I don't know what it is, the fucking astral realm or something. It's dark, but there's no shadows. Like it's dark, but there's a light source, but there's no shadows. It's just this weird ambient lighting. That's like black and white and grainy. Um, so yeah, that was talking about like that experience um and then yeah there was like these little black beings like tiny white black beings like all around my body laying on the bed like touching me with their hands like doing some kind of ceremony or something um and then i like fucking freaked out like ah, like i wasn't in my body like to wake up and then i woke up and then i looked out the window which was across the street from the hotel in berlin i don't remember like the name of the hotel whatever and I looked across and there was like this black beam of light coming out of the ground, going fucking way up into the sky. And I've, I saw the only time I've seen something like that similar was after the Fukushima earthquakes. Someone had captured footage of this black beam going into the sky. I don't know if it was connected to, to what happened to me. But anyway, um, that was kind of weird. I didn't use a black beam in the movie, though. And then And then the next day, I was coming back to the hotel with this film producer guy who was the film producer for terry gilliam's brazil this british dude and then the place across the street from the hotel where the black beam was coming out of the ground he told me he's like oh you know why that's still nothing because there was nothing there it was just like a big empty lot with like plants overgrowing in it which was trippy because it was like in the middle of berlin and he's like yeah they never um built anything else there because that was the gestapo headquarters where all these atrocities happened or whatever but anyway, that was just one of uh, many weird experiences. You'd have to ask me specific questions if uh, for what you want me to talk about, whatever. Um, how to work with limited equipment and make good work. Uh, no GPU or computers. So you just got to work within your limitations. And so it's like, you know, if you need a quote, good computer to do like fucking 8K render, super anti-aliasing, whatever. Then go the other way. Do super low res re renders um, that are super hard, you know. So you need to uh, lean on a style that is easy to make with whatever form of hardware you have, and lean on that style. Um, don't try to do the style that requires the massive horsepower. Like come up with a style that you enjoy that you like. And usually that those styles like that will allow you to work faster and, of course, cheaper than the more expensive looking ones. So um, he also says, why you say we're living in a dark age? I want to know your perspective on this. Um, so, I mean, if you look at the state of people, at least I'm in California, United States of America. So when I look around at what I see, just 
people, there's no community, there's no cohesion amongst people. People are anxious, people are depressed, people are alienated, people just feel a massive amount of anxiety and pressure. They don't have friends, they're not having fun, they're not smiling. Um, all the fucking censorship, you know, in these these networks and places we're in, you can't even have basic conversations. Like, for example, you know, the whole thing recently in the press about Joe Rogan talking to two medical doctors, and it was this big fucking deal. Oh, you can't do that. You got to censor him. And it's like, it's two grown men talking. Like, that's a, you're in a dark age when people are talking about two men, two grown men talking like they're fucking murdering children or something, right? Like, we're in a dark age. If you look at the mainstream culture, the art, the music, the whatever, look at it. It's fucking complete garbage. We live in a dark age. Like, go back 100, 300 years ago, like, I mean, the peak of classical music or fucking whatever kind of art, painting, sculpture, dance you want to talk about and then look at today look at the prevalent cultures and it's mostly western american culture which is absolute fucking garbage i mean it's literally retarded like the people who are the icons of culture art music and you know whatever now are fucking literal retards like and their work i mean anyway it's a <laughs> it's it's a dark age if you look at the state of the world um, and I'm not talking a dark age like, you know, the screens tell you. It's like, because climate change and this and that, like, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about the darkness of the human soul. Like, there's no hope in the world. People don't have hope. Like, all there is is despair. And people don't see a way out because they don't have any guidance. They don't have any faith. They don't have any spirit. Like, all these things are connected. So it's a dark age. Like, um, I can go into that more if you want to ask me another question about it. But, um, do, 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 let's see. Uh, one card pony says biggest red flags from Hollywood interactions. Okay. So way back when, uh, when I was at the, the Sundance film festival with my first animated feature film, we are the strange. I had hired this sales rep. The guy was supposed to, to sell your film. And we had our first meeting at Sundance in the fucking AOL lounge, America Online lounge. I couldn't even stand being in there. I was like, why am I in here? Because uh, there's a bunch of TVs, whatever. But he brought this guy with him, Dan. And this guy, Dan, you know, smiling all the time, shaking your hand. Ah, and then, like, we had, like, a fucking 10-minute meeting about nothing. Like, okay, tomorrow they're going to show the film. And then we're going to talk. And da, da, da. it was like nothing, right? And then when we're leaving, the Dan guy shook my hand and literally said, this has been the greatest moment of my life. Like, red flag, right? It's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. The dude was so fucking phony. All of them are phony. It's just like, dude, come on. Like, what fucking scam are you pulling? Um, I mean, that's a red flag. You know, the older men inviting me to bathhouses or their houses alone at night, promising to produce my movie. I mean, are those even red flags? Those are just like fucking uh, flagrant fouls. If uh, we go with sports analogies. Um, but yeah, if you want to know more about that, ask me questions. I'll, I'll talk about it more. Mankey says, what are your thoughts about really, really creative directors or people that once they make it and get the big budget backing, they stop putting out content and just wait and wait and wait till the next project has enough money 
to get to that super high blah 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 um well first off i don't who are these really really creative directors firstly because i don't fucking see many at all and then the ones that are are getting shit done and not waiting around like one of my favorite living movie directors is the Greek director, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, and he's putting out stuff all the time. And I mean, if you love what you're doing, if you have a passion for it, and if you have any fucking means to realize your ideas within, you know, the scope it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need a $200 million budget. You're going to make a film. Because filmmakers, directors have films in them. They want to make films and more films and more films. So I would say, one, there are not any really, really creative directors. Maybe a fucking handful. Um, there's, I mean, you could think like someone who was like a visual effects director and made some like visual effects-y shit and then got a directing deal. Um, but they're probably not storytellers. They don't have their own stories to tell. They're waiting for some other story and then they don't have any confidence because they don't know what they what they want to say because they don't have anything to say. So then all these things get pushed in front of them. Then they have all these meetings with creative consultants and all these fucking parasites who do nothing but make notes. Um, but the thing to remember is that those directors, if they're in the system, they're getting paid. So while you're in development, at least it used to be that way, you're getting paid. So you could literally fucking have meetings for 10 years and just talk about making movies and shit and never make them and still make like $200,000 a year just like going to meetings. Blah, 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 blah. So um, there are not any really, really creative directors out there, in my opinion. And if, yeah, and if you want it, if you want to make it happen, you'll make it happen. So they're just lazy or they just are in it to get money, party and bang hookers or whatever. I don't know. Um, do you think mega high quality visuals are overrated to degree? To a degree, they're severely overrated. If all you have going for you is your visuals, then you're not a filmmaker. You're just a demo reel maker. Like you could be a good photographer, but even a photographer, like in the, you know, an image can say something, right? But the difficulty with film is that you're stringing together multiple moving images to say something cohesive. So it requires a more advanced skill set. Um, Mankey also says, is society degrading? He shows 90s style anime and modern style anime. So I'd say, yes, I already said that. I think society's degrading in every way. Like tech, I mean, technically, and even like say with anime, the whole reason that style turned into what it is, is just because of money, because budgets went down, because not as many people are watching TV, therefore... The advertisers aren't paying the TV show creators that much money. So it's all budgetary. It's just to save money. Um, and it's moving from human hands to automation. So, you know, that 90s hand-drawn style, those fine details, someone fucking drew that. Um, and then in the new style, it's very clean. I mean, you can, you know, when you're do if you're doing that CG fake anime, they can do stuff to try to um, make it look more, you know, handmade, whatever. But if you haven't been paying attention, there's all these fucking uh, GANs, gener what is that, generative adversarial network, um, machine learning, motor learning shit, where they can take fucking 5,000 hours of hand-drawn anime and then fucking pump CG-made anime through it and then the algorithm will fucking draw it, redraw it and make it look drawn. I think that's where it's going to go eventually. So then you'll use the real sophisticated, really fast to use CG shit 
but then you'll you'll render it through one of these motor learning GAN things and it'll make it look like the hand drawn. Um let's see. Do 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 do. So that's my opinion, man. Um one car pony says, uh, is this a question? Wait, no, that's not a question. It's a comment. All right, the last question. Okay. Cheesy Guacho123 says, will you re-upload old episodes of the Professional Weirdo Podcast? Um, No, because I don't have any of those episodes. So to me, something like this, like a podcast, I know like podcasting is like a thing that people do, but to me, it's not that. I'm just like talking in front of my microphone. You know, since I make films and games and music, visual novels and all this shit, like that's my work that I save and archive and that seems like an important thing to me, but this is just me talking. So I'm just like, why would I save this shit? Um, and I did, uh, what did I do? The only thing I think that's saved is I used to do before podcasts back in 2006, seven, uh, I did an internet radio show, which was live and it had callers that's on archive.org. If you look for M dot strange, you can find like 60 episodes of it. Um, but I didn't archive that. The platform I used at the time did. So these are just transitory, temporary uh, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I know what I wanted to talk about now on here. I wanted to talk about rebelling. I wanted to talk about questioning authority. I wanted to talk about not giving a fuck what people think about normal social things that are now like, I don't know if you should say that. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you can do that. Can you do that? No, I, I think you uh, shut the fuck up. Not you, listener. I'm into the voices of the people who are like, I'm not sure. I'm not. Because that's what's all around you right now. Like everybody's a bitch. Men, women. Um, I'd say probably women more in the West are like hoarder. Then dudes, like dudes are just all, you know, that energy, whatever the fuck that is. So, yeah, what am I talking about? Um, There's just so many things. I mean, it has to do with art and creativity, right? Like the braver you are, the bolder you are, the less you care what people think about you doing things that other people don't do. If you're going against the trend, you're going against the grain, you're not doing the things everyone else does that are popular, that you're, quote, supposed to do, that everyone else is doing. Um, it takes it takes some bravery. And you have to have a level of not caring what other people think. And you have to have an amount, something where you don't mind standing out. If everyone's looking at you because you're different, you're fine. You're like, go ahead, look at me. I don't care. Um, and that's a rare thing. Like, I know before the current fucking hysteria time that we're in, uh, an Amer American's number one fear for a long time was public speaking. And it's like, why? Why? Because all eyes on you, you stand out. Everyone's paying attention to you, listening to what you say. Oh, you can't fuck up. You can't make a mistake. Everyone's looking. Oh, you think you're fat. You think you're this. Everyone's going to see. You can't hide. Um, and that's kind of what it's like if you're in the creati creative realms or whatever, if you're going to do something different. 
So it's like, um, let's say back in the early, early 2000, 2002, when I was doing like chiptune rap or whatever, like live shows, and then people were just like, oh, uh, yeah, and then you just leave. Um, and then like 10 years later, those same people were like, oh, this is my jam to whatever musicians, you know, it became mainstream. So it like takes something, it takes some bravery or something. And so many good things in life you get from not being afraid. Like you don't get good things from being afraid. Like, oh, you might have not died, you know, but like, but I'm not talking about dying. I'm talking about social situations and artistic creative stuff. Like you're not going to die. And I know there's all these fucking cringe compilations and like people dying inside compilations. They didn't die in fucking side. And they're the people that create those experiences. And I'm sure you've seen it where something can happen to someone. They fall down in front of people, whatever, and they don't fucking care. They're just like, whatever. And they go on. Right. They're not all. Oh, my God. The whole world saw it. And now it's going to be on the Internet. Like they just fucking brush it off. And you can do that, too. And the reason I'm saying this is just because. Like, I want to see unique, interesting stuff out in the world. Like, as a fan, I'm tired of watching shit where you watch it and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then they just fucking bitched out for whatever. And you're just like, oh, man, the same old shit. Can't you say something different? Can't you have someone else be the fucking bad guys? Can't you do or do, you know, do something that's not just what everyone else is doing? All along, the monster was climate change. Get the fuck out of here. Um, so it takes people that aren't just, you know, bitches. So for example, uh, let me just, some shocking thing that happened to me. I remember back in 2008, there was this thing in San Jose where I live called San Jose bike party. It was a copy of San Francisco's critical mass, a bunch of people on bikes right through town. And it was like at the end of it. And I was with like fucking 200 people on bikes, mostly younger dudes in their twenties. Right. And we're on this street doing nothing, just people like talking on bikes, you know, at the end of this ride or whatever. And then a single police car comes and just stops and then turns its lights on, not the siren, just like the orange lights, whatever in the street. Right. And instantly the dudes were all like, oh, yeah, you can feel them getting jittery or anxious or whatever. And I was just like, kind of like, well, what's what we're not doing anything. I just ignored the cop. Right. Because I'm like, you know, we're not doing anything. You can be in the street on a bike. And then their level of anxiety kind of started raising up. And I started hearing like, well, fuck, I don't, I don't want to go to jail. I don't, I don't want to go arrested. I don't want to get arrested. And then so I started telling them like, we're not doing anything wrong. You don't have anything to be afraid of. We're just in the street. You're not you get arrested for what? You're not going to get arrested, right? And then the cop didn't do anything. It just sat there with the lights on. And these dudes just got more and more afraid until one by one, they started peeling off on their bikes and just fucking taking off. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, we're just here on the street. And then eventually I was alone. They were all gone. It was just me. And I was just like, okay, like, what the fuck? And then the cop just turns his lights off and drives away. Didn't do anything. But all these fucking dudes, I'm scared, I'm gonna get arrested. Uh," Just ignorant, fucking afraid, scattered, right? So that's what people do in a bunch of different spaces and places and cases like uh, video game development, filmmaking, music, whatever, you know, 
It might be a style. It might be a story. It might be a topic. It might be something. And nowadays, people are so fucking afraid and brainwashed and bitch made. Yeah, you don't even need the cop to show up and turn his lights on with a siren. It's all in their heads. Like everyone's fucking policing themselves in their minds, assuming that the authority or the fucking mob, which, you know, a lot of times it does, shows up. But where does it show up? It usually shows up in these fucking bullshit Web 2 digital spaces like Twitter, fucking Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, whatever, YouTube. So, I mean, the easy thing is it's like, well, if you want to do different shit, I mean, one, just stay off those fucking platforms, right? But then it's like, well, how do I make money, blah, blah, blah. So that's a, like the... That's the beautiful, wonderful, amazing thing about cryptocurrency and NFTs and related technologies is that some of it is really permissionless, which means you don't need anybody's permission to be on there, to make money, to do shit. You can say things, you can post things, you can do stuff, and no one can block your means of payment, your means of speech, whatever. Not all of them. You need to find the ones. Um, But yeah, if I was a young artist, I wouldn't even fuck around with that old ass web too. Full of all them boomers and people on there selling news boats and shit. Arguing about who knows what the fuck. I would be in the news spaces. But just because people are young, it doesn't mean they're not brainwashed and terrified as fuck. They're actually probably more brainwashed and more terrified. But you don't have to care about that. You just have to care about the tech. As long as they can't block you from the tech, block your payment, censor you, whatever. Who cares? Do what the fuck you want slang yo shit um yeah don't be afraid like you know if there's no risk there's no reward but again when we're talking about social things or artistic things what is the risk oh people might not like it oh there might be an awkward silence like who fucking cares if you don't care about that you're like a fucking superman super person in this world it's like um you know if you want to ask people out if you're a dude and you want to ask a woman or a girl out like fucking just go up to her and be like hi i'm so and so i'm attracted to you i find you track and have your phone number you know basic shit like real shit what's the worst they can say no i know there's some dude out there in the uk be like well uh mister actually i'll be accused and convicted of rape if i say that so you might have to adjust your words in today's insane world i just mean if you want to do things just do them and don't be afraid um don't be afraid of things that might happen until they happen to you and again i'm not talking about jumping off fucking bridges or drinking a gallon of vodka i just mean about talking social situations talking to people how do you make friends you have to fucking usually talk to people probably in real life try to start a conversation um it's only awkward if you're being awkward like no one else can make it awkward if you're not awkward Like, you can put me in a physical conversation with the most awkward person in the world, but I won't let it get awkward because I'm not going to let it get awkward because I'm not going to get awkward. And so, I mean, again, uh, having no attention span fucks you over because you can't just be quiet. And a lot of times in life and situations and experiences, um, conversations, whatever, there's quiet and it's fine. And it's just like, you have to be okay with having silence or quiet. It's not a fucking sizzle trailer where you need zoom, zoom, zip, funny thing. Oh, ha, ha, every 10 seconds. Maybe that's how life seems on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. But unless you're a fucking maniac on seven different drugs all the time, 
Um, and even if you are and you act like that, I don't think that's sustainable. Those people are fucking, I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, I don't even know what this ramble was about. It was about uh, 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 just not caring, right? And I know there's books out there about that and stuff, but I didn't read any of them. I kind of just learned the hard way. And yeah, I'm just mean, don't let people make you feel like you're being awkward or you're being weird or whatever if you're just being a creative, natural, normal human being because that shit is twisted. And I know that's the current state of affairs now that, you know, you, you tell a joke, you try to befriend someone, you talk to someone, whatever. You didn't fucking warn them. You didn't give them a trigger warning 30 seconds before you said a word. So they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just talk to me. Ah! So... If you can, just brush that shit off. I know somebody out there were like, well, um, I'll actually be banned from university if I talk to someone without blowing an air horn four times and sending a message in Morse code, um, let alone wearing 12 masks. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm just talking shit, man. That's what I do sometimes. I turn on the microphone and talk shit. That's how you make music, you know? You just play some melodies and then like some stuff comes out of your face. And then you got a track, and then you're singing a hook, and you're like, oh, this is cool. What, am I a furry now? Because I made a song about a wolf. No, it's just fucking fun to howl like a wolf. Because wolves are cool, lone wolves. I think humans should be afraid of wolves. I think we should have wolves all over around our cities in the forest. It's good to be afraid. When you're not afraid anymore, you know, you get all full of yourself, and then you fucking turn it into a dark age and destroy everything like these motherfuckers do right now. But that's why you got to stay solo, be okay with being quiet, and, you know, Keep it. Keep it like this. If you didn't know, yo, you must be out of your mind. If you didn't know, yo, you must be blinded. Mother faces on your phone and make you feel like you're not alone. But you fuck six ways from Sunday. And motherfucker, it's already Monday. You the definition of a sheep Puff up your bull All you want but it won't stop me Cause you're a toy I'm a grown man wolf About to bite you boy You're the boy who cried wolf Yeah And I'm the wolf who cried boy yeah.